Good morning, everyone. It is so good to have y'all this morning. First Sunday in October of 2021. Um, I've heard older folks tell me about how fast life moved on. Whenever you get older, I have found it to be absolutely true. And so, uh, young people, live your life to the glory of God while you've got strength and you're able to. It's so good having each one of y'all. I'm uh, going to turn the uh, service over to Sister Sheila for the, uh, the uh, Sunday school class. All right, Sister Sheila. All right. Okay, kids, stand up and let's sing. He brought me to his banqueting table, his banner over me is love. He brought me to his banqueting table, his banner over me is love. He brought me to his banqueting table, his banner over me is love. His Appreciate that, and uh, sometimes I can remember the songs and the words and some of the hand motions, but I can't seem to get them in the right order. But anyway, I try. Uh, every little bit of exercise you can get is good for us. And so, uh, anyway, I do appreciate all of you coming, being with us this morning. Uh, Brother Todd, give us a, a report on the street ministry. Well, the street ministry went great. Even though I wasn't there for all of it, I had to go, me and Danny went and um, did the jail. But I heard it went great. I heard the lodge was kind of up and kicking, and all of our people was like, uh, this ants all over the place, witnessing and talking to people. And uh, I'm real, I'm happy about that. And I was telling the boys, you know, how that's our responsibility to go out there and do those things. And I was telling the kids in the class that uh, every one of our guys, you know, these guys, Robert's guys, the children, last, last, I believe, week, or the time before that, the lodge, we would go out there, we sing around the lodge, and um, there was tons of people out there. And I was so happy about all, every one of the kids who was out there, they were climbing those stairs, they were handing out Bibles, they were handing out cookies, they were talking to people. I'm talking to all of them, even the younger ones. So I was, I was real happy about that because they're already doing it. Yes. You know, but it, it, it's, been, it's been going well. We've been praying about, you know, exactly what to do and, and trying to change some things and figure some things out. So if y'all have some extra prayer time, you can help us with that, with the outreach. And we got the Christmas coming up, so we're going to start just concentrating on the areas we're going to, to go ahead and start getting them used to us. And by the time we get out there, they'll know what we're doing, and hopefully we'll have big crowds and we can see some people get saved. But y'all just keep praying for the outreach. All right. Thank the Lord. And the children. And the children. Our children. Everyone good. That's right. Amen. 
Brother Ron, how about you come and receive our uh, morning uh, uh, tithe and offering for us here this morning. Teresa, if you would, get us a song. <clears throat> to us, and uh, I don't know about y'all, but this weather has been beautiful and uh, wonderful to try to do little stuff around the house and work in all those tight ways, and also a time to witness. So let's please don't don't forget to invite somebody to church. Don't have, uh, I think we just got home folks here this morning, but uh, don't forget we need to be inviting people to church. Um, we haven't made it yet, folks. And, you know, I heard Brother Todd preach the other night, and then my wife's mentioned it several times. But if you'll go to the last chapter of Matthew, you remember what Jesus said? It's called the Great Commandment. Huh? Or the Commission. He said, Go ye therefore into all the world. We're to teach. We're to preach. We're to witness. We're to tell others about what Jesus has done for us in our lives. I hope Jesus has done something for you. Yes, he has. Yes. I'm actually looking for my big mirror here. Let me put a big mirror up there. That way you can, uh, behind the cross maybe, so that way you can see yourselves, you know? Sometimes you say stuff and you're just like, I appreciate the Lord. Love y'all. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm proud of what we got. Amen. Huh? We may not be a big church. It'd be alright if we were a big church. But you know what? I appreciate the Lord for what we got and Amen. who we got. Amen. And, uh, I'd, I'd like to see the church get bigger, Amen. more people. There's been several times we thought, hey, we're at that place. We've got to get a bigger church. We shrunk back down, but we're praying and we're looking for the Lord to help us. All right, let's get in and see what God's got for us this evening. I caught Ephraim, the phrase of an unturned cake, and I thought about the church itself and how we are part of that church. Like me personally, I may not be a part of the foundation, but there's a building block that, that I'm a part of. Yes. Right. I thought about that phrase, an unturned cake, and I was thinking to myself, like, how could you be strong enough as a piece of stone if you weren't mixed right? If you were just on the outside, you looked like a hard piece of stone, but on the inside, you were still chaff. You were yeah. still dust. And I was thinking to myself, like, man, am I strong enough, are we strong enough that...
people can be put on top of us. Are we going to be a weak point inside the church? Or are we going to be something that we can carry the load for others? Yeah. And I just, I was just thinking about that. And I'm thinking to myself earlier this morning when I go out and I try to get somebody to come into church and they're like, no, not today. And I, I wanted to be like, you know what? I give up. I give up on that person. But then I started thinking to myself, like, that's not what we're called to do. That's right. We're called to go out there regardless of whether or not they come in. You're right. That's right. Out. We're going to go out there, and if he says, hey, next week, can you come here and pick me up? I'm going to go. Uh, because I've got to be strong enough, both on the outside and on the inside, on to carry that load to help others. Amen. So that we can build this thing that we call the church. And I just thank the Lord for that uh, Sunday. Amen. That's how we build the church. <laughs> yeah. Amen.
I know it's an old saying. Sometimes it gets uh, used too many times, but it's, you know the saying says, "Quitters never win, and winners never quit." So we, we've got to do that. If you have your Bibles, turn with me here this morning. Uh, Numbers chapter twenty. Numbers chapter twenty, and um, looking to see what God's going to help us with here this morning. You know, um, there are times I, I look at my messages that I, I preach and I'm interested in being effective. Yeah. We can get up here and say a lot of things, 
But if it doesn't affect you at ground level or affect you where you're living at, then it's just as, uh, what was that guy out of New Jersey? That's pie in the sky. Huh? I don't want to do that. I want to give you some meat. And, you know, I can preach about rules and regulations all day long, but like Brother Robert uh, did so well on that Sunday school lesson this morning um, about, what was the title of it again? I gave mine away. The Battle for Holiness. The battle for holiness. Right. Yeah. But it comes down to not learning all the rules. Right. It comes down to your heart. Yeah. Right. And so... Uh, that's where I want to preach to you this morning here. It's about your heart. So, uh, Numbers chapter 20, and my text is going to be from verse 17. Let us, I pray thee, through thy country, we will not pass through the fields or through the vineyards, neither will we drink of the water of the wells. We will go by the king's highway. We will not turn to the right hand nor to the left until we have passed thy borders. I really want to focus in on that one section there. We will go by the king's highway. We will not turn to the right hand nor to the left until we have passed thy borders. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the king's highway. I thank You, dear Jesus, that You have made a way for us. And here this morning, I pray that You would anoint these feeble lips of clay. I know, Lord, that without You, I am nothing. And Lord, I am the least among Your servants. But I pray that You would anoint us and use us this morning to stir the hearts of Your people and to stir the hearts of those who have not fully committed unto You. And help us, Lord, to stay on the King's Highway. Help us, Lord, we pray. Anoint us. And I thank You and I give You the glory and the honor because nothing can be done without You, Lord. And we thank You for all You've done. In the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. 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 So if the Lord help me, I'd like to preach about this King's Highway. In ancient times... People would travel across the country and uh, a lot of times when they traveled it was a path or a trail or just a way or through fair, roads or highways. A lot of y'all in here are too young to remember or to uh, know about some of the highways that were built around here. Um, These highways are built so we can travel easier to go from one place to another. Now, I'd say some of our, I don't want to call you old heads because you're not that far ahead, but anyway, some that are 10 and 15 years older than I am probably remember even harder trails to have to travel than I do. But I do remember uh, a lot of traveling. I remember uh, when I was fairly young, uh, traveling to St. Augustine. My parents took me down to St. Augustine, a family trip my brother went to. 
Uh, I remember spending most of the time in the back of the 68 Pontiac Le Mans, okay, laying on that back shelf, huh, with the windows rolled down because we didn't have air conditioning, huh, and seatbelt laws, we didn't know what seatbelt laws were back then, uh, and we used to always, you remember, I don't know if y'all probably didn't, but keep your hand on the outside and play like it was an airplane rolling up and down, and then, if it got a little warm, you'd scoot some more air to come in, you know. Uh, but I remember going down there, and that was a long trip. You know why? It was a two-lane road. And over the years, that highway, they called it the Coastal Highway, US-17, uh, it had built up on the sides of it all these attractions trying to get all that tourist do uh, dollars, you know? You had the gator farms, you had all these uh, fresh fruit stands, you had all these things. And so people were stopping and some people weren't paying attention and there'd be accidents and on a two-lane road. I remember one time looking outside that car and I, just as far as I could see, there were cars stopped up trying to go down that road heading toward St. Augustine. I-95 wasn't even built. It wasn't there. I remember going to my grandparents' uh, house. And, uh, and I remember, most time it was two-lane road, but I remember when we got to take I-16 all the way to Blitchton. Woo! Wow! And then you take Highway 80 and then come back out somewhere up or above Soperton and take 16 on into Macon, huh? Y'all remember them days? Huh? I'm talking about the King's Highway, though. And so here in these scriptures is when Israel was coming out of Egypt. And if you'll notice, Moses, who was talking at that particular time to uh, Judah's uh, brother, Edom, that's where the Edomites came from. Asking them, can we pass through your land? Huh? We'll stay to the highway. There was even a highway back then. Don't get the impression that it was paved and all smooth now. This particular highway back then, it was somewhat uh, transversible. You could go across it pretty good, but still... It, it was a rough road, okay? Very rough road. And so, this particular road was probably built by, isn't that interesting that we, we got history now? The Nabataeans. How many know who the Nabataeans are? They are the other pyramid building people. They were the other people who were farther south of Egypt. But during this particular time, they were in control of Egypt. Huh? They had built these roads. Part of it was for trade, but most of it was so their armies could get up into this land and to be able to defend it and keep it down and to be able to collect their taxes and all that. That's what these roads were for back then. And But I really like what Moses says here on this. He said, we will go by the king's highway. We will not turn to the right hand nor to the left hand. They're going to get on that 
that highway. They're going to go through that land. Edom, if you'll remember, told them, no, you can't go through the land. caused a big detour in where they were going. I don't know if you all know it or not, but you're on a road. You are on a road. We're going somewhere. And uh, this life that we are living is this road that each one of us, if we're going to live, have to go down. And we're traveling down that road at this very moment. You being here is part of your travel going down that road. In all honesty, we had no choice about which road we could begin at. How many of y'all get to choose which road you began at? No. Neither do we get to choose our parents or our life situations uh, that we'd have to pass through even in our early years and up into our 20s. We don't have those choices. We were put on this road. I personally believe that our lives in a lot of major things are pre-programmed. Not that you'll go to heaven or hell, but situations that you're going to have to go through in your life. Because based on who you were, whose family you were born into, based on uh, how that family served God or didn't serve God, it controls so many things about your future. Some of you are here in church because your parents are God-fearing people. And they either taught you that way or you're, they're here right now and you didn't have a choice. You had to come to church. You're on this path. I'm going to tell you, there's certain things that each one of us have to face in our life. Each one of us. I know when talking to younger people, I say, Lord... Why did you put all that into us? Why did you put that, that draw? Amen. When a, a person's fairly young, a boy liking a girl. You remember the time when girls didn't like boys? They, because boys, you know, they were, you know, had cooties or whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff. You remember that? Huh? Oh, don't tell me I like a girl. <laughs> But you see, part of your life, you have to go through some of that. And in part of your life, you have to face the hard decisions about where am I going to live? What kind of work am I going to do? Huh? Am I, is my, what I've been taught and raised, is it strong enough that I will hold on to what I believe? And, and not take a job that will compromise my beliefs. Huh? These are things each one of us have to face. Whenever I was in the business trade, I, I don't know about you, maybe it doesn't mean anything to you, but I remember my first big job selling a, a construction job. And it was a $50,000 sale. Huh? And our company made about $15,000. Oh, I wish I had been on commission then. Huh? Big sale. 
18 years old. Big numbers, big sales like that. Got to where it was just about as easy to sell one of those as it was to sell a little $25 job. Huh? And so, but there came a point in time that I had to make a decision. Am I going to belly up to the bar and drink and carouse with these customers so I can get the business? I had a great opportunity to, uh, to be able to be a representative for one of the manufacturers, but you know what it meant? They told me there would be times I'd be away from my family for almost 10 to 15 days at a time. I said, what? And I had two young children at that time. I turned it down. You have to make a decision. Good money. Oh yeah, back then, back in the 80s, that was going to be a $60,000 a year job. Huh? It's the road we're going down. We have to make those decisions. And just like this road that, that um, um, Moses was talking to Edom about that they would go down, he didn't want their people to stay in Edom. They were sinner folks. They weren't godly people. They weren't Israel. And so he said, we get on that highway and we'll not turn to the left. I'm sorry. Your left, my left. Or the right. You know how often this decision comes up? Every day. And so, in here, um, so if in this life, so if in this life we decide to take a left turn, we're getting off of the King's Highway. We take a left turn down the road of sinners into the world and the world's ways. It takes us into the flesh markets of today. Y'all understand what I'm talking about? The flesh markets? Huh? It takes us into the entertainment markets of today. It takes us into the feel-good markets. That, something that makes us feel good. These diversionary uh, trips off of the King's Highway, really and truly are taking us to our own selfish, self-fulfilling, self-glorifying, self-entertaining, self-satisfying activity that shouts, it's all about me, me, me. Or you can turn to the right. It's still, you can turn to the right and still get off of the King's Highway. This highway, I call it the highway of self-righteousness. And it'll take you into the flesh markets of today. And the entertainment markets of today. And the feel-good markets of today. And these diversionary trips off of the King's Highway takes us to our own selfish, self-fulfilling, self-glorifying, self-entertaining, self-satisfying activity that shouts, it's all about me. Me, me. You notice this? 
Some people, they choose to go to the way of the world. Some people choose this other way and it's just as deadly and as wrong. You probably say, well, Brother Jeff, you just kind of repeated yourself on both turns. I did. Um, That's because sin in a person's life and in the direction that you're going manifests itself in two opposite ways. One side is heathenism and the other side is righteous hypocrisy. I don't know about you, but I can't stand a hypocrite. Huh? I don't want to be a hypocrite. So, I listed out a few examples. Pride in showing off our body. Versus pride in covering up our body. Hello? You ever seen somebody that's so proud they got it all the way down here and all the way down there, huh? Or someone that's proud because they don't hardly have nothing on, huh? It's the same sin. Or watching pornography, television, or movies with cussing and adultery and fornication and murder versus playing video games and looking at unsocial media. Uh, Picking out clean movies that either have the same stuff or implies the same stuff. What's the difference? Huh? Oh, all of my movies. I, Teresa and I, this is off, off script. Teresa and I uh, went and stayed at a camp meeting in one of the deacon's homes in some church in a far off land that I will not tell you about. <clears throat> and when we got in there, they had shelves upon shelves of, I don't know how to say See, I, I'm so big. I don't know if they're VCRs or if they were. But anyway, you can tell they're all movies. A deacon of a holiness church. I don't know about y'all. And, and I've seen Old Yeller. How many of y'all ever seen Old Yeller? Make you cry, huh? Make you cry. But I can't hardly watch it twice. It's too boring. I want a little excitement. A little shoot them up. Huh? A little bit of Miss, what was her name? Uh, Gunsmoke? What was her name? Miss Kitty. Y'all do remember? You didn't recognize or understand that she was a prostitute, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Amen. yeah. Amen. It took me years before I... <laughs> Miss Kitty? Is that what she was? Huh? I thought she just ran a saloon. Come on. Them good old shoot 'em ups. Oh, I'm off script really bad now. <laughs> them old good shoot 'em ups. I had someone tell me that. I really like them shoot 'em ups. I said, yeah, it's really good teaching our youngins how to solve and uh, come, you know, be able to get people to come together. If you disagree, just go out and shoot them. That's right. Huh? Drop. <laughs> I don't think Jesus chose that way. Or there's pride in climbing the corporate ladder or that social ladder. 
I just read a little headline yesterday in the news about some girl. I don't know who she is. I ain't never seen her or nothing like that. Says she's giving up her social media <coughs> stuff. And she's supposed to be one of the big stars of, of something that I ain't never seen. But uh, she's climbing that ladder. Something about getting so many tweets. Tweet, tweet. Huh? Anyway. <laughs> climbing the corporate or the social ladder. I'm talking about the worldly way, or if you're not careful, the church way. Or climbing the religious ladder. Start off as a helper, and then a leader, and then a teacher, an exhorter, a preacher, a pastor, an evangelist. You're not careful. I'm not saying now that they're all wrong. But I can tell you there are some that all they're trying to do is climb their little ladder. Or there's this pride in being intellectual, having a college education, uh, learning so many things. You ever notice that? After my young ones went to college, I couldn't tell them nothing. Huh? Even talk to them about things in the Bible. Oh no, my teacher said, is your teacher even saved? I'm serious, I'm not playing. Huh? And so, you got these that are learning and growing uh, to be, uh, or you have uh, even on the spiritual side, people who have a better memory verse, uh, being able to memorize verses, or they they are taught, been taught how to preach, and they've earned a bachelor's degree in theology or a doctor in divinity. Huh? These are the two sides. These are the two ways. These are the two exits that happen with people. When a person leaves God, they don't necessarily go off in sin. Sometimes they become a priest. Huh? There are a lot of people that pass through our church colleges that are not even saved. Pride manifests itself in so many different ways. And it's in this road of life this way of life that we have to choose how are we going to go down it? It's a mental choice. You can bump around and let others push you down the road some, but I'm going to tell you, you're making a choice by not making a choice. And I'm going to tell you, pride stinks if it's from a rank heathen of a sinner or if it's from a preacher or a church member. Hello? We cannot afford to turn to the left or to the right. Deuteronomy 19 and 3, I've got to hurry. Uh, Thou shalt prepare thee a way and divide the coast of the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee to inherit into three parts that every slayer may flee thither. This was the setting up of the cities of refuge. This was talking about what God was, uh, what Moses was supposed to do once they got into the land of promise. 
He was instructed that these cities were to have good roads going to them. That they would be clearly marked and well maintained. And that the roads that, they, uh, tra- that we travel in life are not always so clearly marked. The King's Highway though, it's clearly marked. It's not a smooth way, nor a hard way, yet it is straight. And it is narrow. It is a well-worn way. It is a way through history where Paul, going to the road of Damascus, met the Lord. Amen. On the King's Highway. Amen. It is a road that brings us to that celestial city as John Bunyan described to us in Pilgrim's Progress, to our city of refuge. Amen. But I want to tell you, and you know, it's not always called the King's Highway. As a matter of fact, it's not really called the King's Highway at all. Isaiah 35 and 8, and a highway shall be there, and a way. The word way is also the word used for a road, a street, a path. And a highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those the wayfaring men. No fools shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up uh, thereon. It shall be, uh, I'm sorry, it shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sign shall flee away. The highway of holiness is not a denomination. It is not a, a particular book. It's living the way that the Lord wants us to do. Living on His road. Not a Baptist road. Not a Lutheran road. Not a Pentecostal road. Not His road. Sometimes some of those churches are in His way. But if you're not careful, those churches, those churches will carry you down so far and then they'll veer off one way or the other. You've got to stay on His way. On that way called holiness. Amen. It is a way of life. It is not a teaching that we can learn. It is not a bunch of uh, uh, do's and don'ts that we can memorize. Uh, there are do's and don'ts in holiness. There is. But I'm going to tell you, we need the Lord to tell us. And we need the Lord to deal with our hearts. And if we're sincere about traveling on that road, we're going to have to let the Lord deal with us and do what He tells us to do. This highway, this way called holiness, I used to think that it, when it said the unclean shall not pass over, used to think it meant they couldn't cross over. But it really means they can't get up on this highway and travel on it. Huh? They can't. The unclean cannot get on there. 
We have to be clean. There's only one way to be cleansed. And that's through the blood of Jesus Christ. There's only one way to be able to get access onto that road and to get that ticket so you can pass onto that road is through Jesus Christ. Amen. And it's not just a light thing that we make a decision at church and then go out the next day and just live however we want to. We've got to go every day. We've got to stay on that road. And we cannot turn to the left or to the right. Got to stay on that highway. The backslider cannot travel on or stay on that road. Those who have truly given Jesus everything can stay on that road and on that way. Those that say, I can't live it, it's too hard. I can't do it. It's too narrow. It's too controlling. People like that can't travel on that road. Just like on our interstates today, you ever notice those little access roads? They're aggravating. When Teresa and I were up in North Dakota, we were going to a particular restaurant, plugged it into Miss Google. She took us down the superhighway right there. And it said, there's the restaurant over there. And it's like, how do I get there from here? <laughs> huh? No access road to it? Have you gone That's free. <laughs> but I want to tell you, it's not too hard to live. It's not too hard. I'm going to tell you, I was a young man who knew nothing about holiness. The reason our young children get the impression that wholeness is hard and mean. I had somebody tell me one time in the car, oh, you know, them wholeness people, they're mean people, and I'm sitting in the car with them. Hmm? The reason why is because they met some that have turned off of the way on the right way, but they're not on that way anymore. Wholeness is kind. Holiness is loving. Holiness is forgiving. Holiness is willing to forgive seven times seven in a single day. Holiness, amen, is loving one another and loving sinners. I had someone tell me uh, just a while back, said, well, I know how you are. You don't accept nobody else but those in the church. That's not true. Come on, it's not true. Holiness accepts everybody right where they're at. That does not mean we join up to them. Because the Scripture clearly says, be not not unequally yoked with unbelievers. And so we are to stay with God's people. I don't know about you, but I want to stay on the King's Highway. I want to stay on that highway of holiness. I love 1 John 14 and 6. Because He defines what this road, the highway called holiness is. Right here. Jesus said unto them, I am the way. 
Woo! Glory! Hallelujah! I'm going to tell you, Jesus wants everyone to be saved. Jesus wants everyone to make heaven their home. Jesus is there to forgive us and to help us and to lift us up. He is the way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by, he said, by me. He's the way. He's that highway. He is the path. I never read the book. I started reading it by Oswald Chambers a little bit, you know. Uh, I can't remember the name of the book now. Yeah, my utmost words highest. And then there he introduces that WWJD. Is that where that? I think that's where that came from. No, no it was Charles Sheldon. Charles Sheldon in his steps. That's it. Thank you. I wish I had a good memory. <laughs> What would Jesus do? When we are presented something, temptation, a direction to go, every day, throughout the day, what would Jesus have me do? What would Jesus have me do? You'll find that His ways are always right. His ways will always Keep you out of trouble. Amen. Amen. Right. Youngins, whenever you feel like, man, I'm going to haul off and hit him. He's aggravated me so much. What would Jesus do? He would not rear back in him. No. We've got a loving Savior. He wants us to make it. But He's given us free choice. I know there are some that say, you've already been elected, Teresa, come to this altar. You've already been elected either to make heaven. I meant come come and sing a song for us. Up this way. I'm so sorry, folks. Wow. But um, we need to follow Jesus as well. Amen. We are tested and tried every day. In one sense, this flesh is not hard to control. Because this flesh will only do what our mind tells it to do. But there's where the problem's at. We have to control the inflow of what's coming in. I, I don't understand how people think that they can be exposed to everything in the world and it's not going to affect them. Everything affects us. Everything. And sometimes the things that affect us might not affect you then, but in a few years that might all of a sudden come back up. It's not really hard to live for Jesus. I know there are feelings we have in our bodies. And there are times that we give into those feelings. 
That's the whole reason we have cigarettes. Come on. Alcohol. Illicit drugs. I think they call them entertainment drugs. That's why we have all that. That's the reason why men are playing games at night. I've read some articles in the past where it talked about how wives felt like their husbands were cheating on them, but not with another woman. It was with the video games. We've got to make a choice. Do you want to make heaven? Can I tell you, just like quitting, how many in here has ever tried to quit sugar? Do you know we're addicted to sugar? Huh? I can prove it to you. Stop taking it for about a week. And you will know about the third day you've got an addiction. Your head's pounding. Your heart's racing. All kinds of things are going on. And your body is crying, Give me sugar! You know what? We can get to where we pray and read the Word of God. Come to church. You can get addicted to that. Woo! We can just get the world addicted back to church. Huh? Churches are are making church services shorter. They're making them last. Huh? Once a week for something. I know they can't make it. They're not making it like that. Where are you at on this highway? Are you on the highway? These are questions you have to ask yourself. Sometimes I can help point you to it. Sometimes it's not really hard to say, you ain't on there. But you ask yourself, am I heading to the celestial city? Or am I just hopping off at every exit? And then hop it back on. You're not going to get far in life. Hop it. Back and forth. Let's stand all across the house. How do I get on this highway, Brother Jeff? How do I start this highway? By giving your heart, your affections, your mind to Jesus. There's a philosophy out there, I know, because it's been told to me several times, where they say, look, church is for church, and work is for work. You know what that philosophy is? Leave church to church. When you're at work, you do whatever you got to do to get the job done. It means steal, lie, cheat. I want to get on that highway. And when I put Jesus in my heart, He's my GPS. I don't want to keep using it that way. We don't have road maps on anymore. But He is the one that will lead us and guide us on that highway.
Heads bowed and eyes closed. I'm not trying to, I'm not going to embarrass anybody, but I want you to think right now. Am I a hypocrite? Is my life consistent with what the Lord has called me to be? Do I want to make it to heaven? Do I want to glorify Jesus? Choose you this day who you will serve. So the altars are open. Whosoever will. You don't have to step out by yourself. You can come with the saints. But I do want you to pray. Seek Him. Seek Him first in the day. Seek Him throughout the day. Live for Jesus. Come. Let's pray.